Thanks for tuning into the Upstream Life Podcast. Join us as we dive into scripture and tell real life stories that we hope will educate, equip, inspire, and challenge you to live a life against the flow. Get ready as we spend the next several weeks on our series, This Means War, where we discuss spiritual warfare and the different ways it impacts our daily lives. Let's dive in. Right now we are in uh, the armor of God. In which series are we in? Do you remember the name of the series? Of course I do. What this, is it? It's This Means War. This Means War. Mm-hmm. And last week, can you recap last week as we kind of learned a little bit about our enemy, some of his tactics, his name? What, what stood that out to you? That was two weeks ago. Last oh, yeah, week that's was right. the, yeah, that yeah, was last, two weeks ago. Last week we started talking a little bit about uh, girding your waist with the belt yep. of truth. Yep, yep. So anyways, as this is all in that series, mm-hmm. what do you remember about your enemy? What stood out to you? What did you think about? What have you been thinking about? I mean, for me, I think that the main thing is, is that he's relentless. Yeah. And that that is needs to be, like, you don't want to give it too much power. You don't mm-hmm. want to, like, you know, the, fo- the fo- focus of your mind. Sure. But definitely having it there a little bit in the back of it, you know? Like, even last night, you and I at dinner were just talking about different things that we're feeling mm-hmm. and going through and just wanting to recognize, like, hey, the enemy is also can be at work in in this arena, yeah, you know, and absolutely. wanting to make sure that we're guarding ourselves. And so I think, yeah, I think the main thing for me is just remembering no matter what that yeah. he's there trying to be a weenie. Yeah. All the yeah, time. I, I think, you know what? We the, the theme was heavy on our heart. We just felt like in this season, as we launch into the new year, let's get everybody, you know, equipped and ready for battle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then as we kind of opened up, the door into the series, you know, we really wanted to give people this, this understanding mm-hmm. that, uh, I, some of my guys even joked about this morning with the, uh, picture of a toothless lion. Mm. But the truth is, is we do have an enemy out there and knowing is half the battle. It isn't meant to cause us to be paralyzed or to worry more than we need to, but it's about what this statement that Paul gives us is yeah. being equipped. Yeah. Wanting to make sure that it yeah. leads you to preparation. Yeah. Not- Paralyzation. Ooh. Ooh. Tagline. Hashtag. <laughs> tagline. Put that on a t-shirt. Good one, babe. High fiver. So. Yeah. So <laughs> as I was thinking this morning as we launch into this, it, you never know when people are watching the very first of a series. So what would you uh, put kind of this series into a box or at least what we're in? Or do you have a, do you have a, why would you watch this podcast series? Mm. I don't know. I think it's just like a good, good battle plan, yeah, you know, battle just plan. recognizing your enemy and recognizing then also that you have tools to fight the enemy. And yeah. I think we all need to know that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because where we're going to go from here after we get past the armor of God is like all of those areas that the enemy attacks. At. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to talk about family. We're going to talk about kid. Well, I guess family and kids are the same, but job, mm-hmm. work, culture, church, politics, church, yep. you name it, personal, internal struggles. You know, we're in a day of mindfulness where everybody's trying to get to know themselves by taking breaks and examining things. And underneath all of that is, for those of us that believe and hold faith to Christ, is a spiritual component that's at war with us. Mm-hmm. So awesome, yeah. awesome, awesome to do a battle plan with you Thanks, babe. and uh, talk about this armor of God. Okay. So I have a question for you. I have a question for you. Yes. If you were to see a man in armor, what kind of stories would you be telling yourself? 
Well, I'd right away be thinking about Halloween, maybe. But I think I like landed myself at like a Renaissance festival. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> you don't well, really see armored, yeah, armored guys. We don't. But you and I both live in military city. Yeah. So it's so it's see, yeah, pretty see. common to see. Uh, a lot of military guys in their yeah, full their fatigues. fatigues. Yeah, or obviously when we were living in Haiti, you know, their police yeah. uh, force dress very differently than our police force. Yeah. They're definitely like suited mm-hmm. up, especially you know when they're on the back of a truck, or obviously when they were UN occupied. Yeah, there was always lots, yeah different pieces. Lots of gear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What looks to be like knee pads and elbow pads and mm-hmm. Kevlar helmets and different bulletproof vests. Mm-hmm. What kind of sense do you get? You know, like sometimes I'm just pulling up at the gas station, getting out, and there's a guy in full fatigues and, you know, his, his you know, polished boots on. One, I'm first, like, just impressed. Like, oh, it's always cool to see different uniforms. But it also just gives that impression of, like, war. Yeah, like I'm here for business. Like, yeah. we, we ain't playing around. Yeah. Like, this uh-huh. is an outfit that he's putting on today because like, it's ready. part of his job. But it's also to be familiar with something for when he's called into battle. Yeah. And that's kind of what I really wanted to drive home is it's like, you know, we're we're really being asked to put on this armor every day. Mm-hmm. Yet I wonder sometimes why people take it off. If as a Christian you know that you're always at war, what would keep you from making this be a priority of your life of of praying through or 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 knowing what each piece of armor is for? Or what would keep you from just being like, ah, you know, that's over in my closet if I need it. You know, I know yeah. how to, I know that verse somewhere and I'll I'll put it on when I need to. Yeah, I think that there's probably several reasons. I think busyness sometimes, like mm-hmm. just the day-to-day grind, you know, sure. you can kind of get ahead of God, get ahead of yourself, mm-hmm. get ahead of everything. And I think, uh, yeah, for sure, busyness. I think sometimes when you're in a season of just maybe when you've gone through a lot and you are overwhelmed or sometimes even like numb, I think it's easy to slack in that area of sure. your life. And I think another thing for sure is when you're not in proper community, you know, if you don't have the right people surrounding you mm-hmm. to remind you to, you know, hey, like, let's put the truth back on. Let's, you know, get ourselves armored up. I think that that's another way that, you know, you can kind of fail. Do you think sometimes maybe we just don't feel like the war has enough danger or risk to it? I know I fall, fall guilty there sometimes where it's like, you know, it's almost like uh, driving from here to the gas station without putting your seatbelt on. See, you I kind wouldn't of, do that. Well, I know that, but I'm just saying, I, I'm you giving would. an analogy that some yeah. people would, where, where you're like, well, from here to there, I can't, mm-hmm. I probably won't, you know, you know, get hurt or get in a car accident. And, and the reason why I say that is I think about, you know, different times where we leave our property in prayer, right? We're getting ready to take a long road trip. Mm-hmm. We just realize between here and there, there's a lot of probabilities, a lot of bad drivers, a lot of maybe, you know, potential not weather it, things, weather, yeah, whatever. So, things. so you're like, let's in this moment, pray a prayer of protection over our trip. Mm-hmm. Yet sometimes... the clo- They say accidents are closest to your right, home, generally Right, speaking. accidents yeah. are, are happening closest to your home. Yeah, so why is that? There's a, that's well, that's what I mean. There's an interesting you know, picture there mm-hmm. or... You know, as you're getting ready to go into the mission field, you know, you're mm-hmm. taking a short-term missions trip and you're flying into Haiti and you're aware of all these physical threats. You may be more intentional in asking for God's covering of mm-hmm. protection. So it, as I was kind of going through this and preparing some of these things, I was thinking to myself, wow, what a great piece of scripture, a, a great 
tool, a warning, a whatever, an instruction that Paul through, you know, God through Paul has given us. Mm-hmm. And anyways, so this week, as I shared earlier, we're going to hit two more parts of armor. First, let's talk about the breastplate of righteousness. I like it. Yeah. Breastplate of righteousness. All the pieces of armor have cool names. Mm-hmm. What's funny is because they have cool names and they're kind of used out of like context of our normal language, they're actually more simple <laughs> than, than they come out. Like if I were to ask somebody, hey, what is the breastplate of righteousness? They'd probably you know, like, get, get thrown back. <laughs> yeah. But if you think about it, okay, we're talking about an armor. We're talking about Paul writing this as he's looking at, you know, Roman soldiers. He's in prison. He's looking at a guard and he's picking all of the parts of his armor. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about what part they're physically protecting, but giving them a spiritual correlation, right? So mm-hmm. Jesus did this all the time, spoken parable, using things like farming to associate, you know, where seed falls in our heart and gives mm-hmm. life to things. So you got to think kind of that way. Yep. So we're talking about a breastplate of righteousness. So a breastplate, kind of bumping the, the microphone, the, 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 you know, protecting the chest and the back what vital organs do you think uh you're trying to protect when you are putting on your breastplate well heart and lungs yeah heart heart is always a big one in in you know god's eyes because we seem to be guided by our heart and our minds mm-hmm. right and it's so- also like obviously when we're talking about um you know, at war, or at, in any situation where, you know, safety is involved like that, the heart is something that would be like a first thing. I mean, like, you know me, I don't even like, I don't hunt, I don't do anything. Yeah. I would never, I just couldn't do it. Sure. But obviously, I think, don't you try, don't you try and shoot things in the heart? You do. Am I right? Yeah. It's, so it's, 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 <laughs> no, I mean, like, I don't know how people do it. It's you one of it. our biggest, it. <laughs> it's one of our largest areas, mm-hmm. you know, kind of this chest area, which like you said, covers our heart and lungs. Those are, those are, you know, vital organs, mm-hmm. vital organs, a little bit harder to, aim for a smaller target like the head and succeed. So bigger target, bigger area. And here it says righteousness. Righteousness has everything to do with our sin, right? So we were talking about our enemy being very crafty with lies. Well, we also talked about how he can be even more crafty when he has truth. Mm -hmm. The enemy knows that we are a sinner, that we have fallen short. He knows that Jesus Christ's blood shed for us is what covers our sin. Mm -hmm. Yet, because our flesh will go on this lifetime, continuing to sin, although our soul is perfected by Christ's blood, our flesh will still make mistakes. Yeah, we'll still sure. sin. And that's an area where the enemy delights in attacking us. It's vital blows. Mm-hmm. When Sammy makes a mistake or Joe makes a mistake, one of the greatest gifts we've just given the enemy is an arrow to fling our way. Mm-hmm. Can you resonate with that at all? Totally. And it actually makes me think of something that just happened this morning. So I was at Marshall's. I'm trying to find a scarf for Worthy. Could not find a scarf in in Texas right now. in Texas, yeah. Yeah. And so I was trying to find a scarf and I was walking around the corner and I hear this lady and her husband and and she says to him, yeah, I need to get some for her um, because I feel really bad for yelling at her this morning. And I just... (laughs) I just chuckled. I said, oh, do you have a teenager? And she's like, no, actually. She's like, my daughter, like a younger daughter. She's like, I, um, she accidentally knocked over my perfume and she broke it. And she's like, I just felt so bad. So she was there getting her perfume. Oh, yeah. Uh, And I just said, like, that's such a mom thing, you know, like that I could so resonate with. Like, you just have moments of weakness. And that just is the reality. And I, 
you know, the picture of her going and, like, doing something. And, like, obviously you can't just yell at your kids and make it up all the time by, you know, buying them something. Sure. Can't be, you know, like, some sort of habitual pattern. But the heart behind it was, oh, like, I've done something wrong. I'm going to try and, you know, make show right. an extra, yeah, like yeah. an extra dose of kindness back. And I just think, like, it's it's such the enemy to make you just think and think and think about the things that you've done wrong. Because sure. probably a simple, like, I'm sorry would have sufficed, like, mm-hmm. give her daughter a hug, you know, any of us when we yeah. screw up. But that guilt, you yeah. know, was, like, taking her over so hard that she ha- felt like she had to go to the store sure. and get something to, like, remedy her mistake. Yeah. And I don't know, like, I just so resonated with it this morning. I was like, I just kind of yeah. just hearing it go on and thinking how many times in my own life, you know, not necessarily even just in that situation, but just where you've done something and you just hear that, like, you know, oh, you've messed up, you need to fix it, you know, yeah. and obviously you, you do need to, you know, fix the yeah. things that you are breaking with your sin. But it's just, yeah, I like you said, you know, it's it's harder when you give the enemy something yeah. to use against you when you've kind of like handed mm-hmm. him a bullet. Well, especially in an area um, where you're already so vulnerable. You know, there's a difference between the enemy just flinging arrows at you, which are just his constant barrage of mm-hmm. lies and just using his schemes against you. But then, like I said, when you hand him an arrow, they seem to be that much more dangerous. This is really kind of what... Paul is talking about here as far as like guarding your heart Mm -hmm. with righteousness. It's this understanding that you are completely righteous and holy before God because of what God did. And not, he, yeah, not because and, of what we right. did. And he wouldn't have sent like his son. Is he wouldn't have sent his son in the first place if he mm-hmm. thought there was any part of us that could obtain righteousness in our, our own. own. Yeah. So then, when we do fall short, we know that that is something that we still need to confess and repent of to be in obedience to God's will, but sometimes we will will sign off on the enemy's lie. Mm-hmm. You know, like, whatever. I, say you have anger problems, yet you fight that anger problem all the time and you bite your tongue and you pray verses over yourself, but then all of a sudden somebody puts you to a test and you lose self-control and you now have an outburst of anger. The enemy will grab a hold of that and say, oh, yeah. see, you can't do it. See, you know, you aren't worthy of God's presence or whatever. This is one of those areas where Paul is telling us this vital area of our life, you know, as we start talking about the word and truth and peace and the gospel and all types of stuff, this is one of those areas where we have to know those things of our identity mm-hmm. that can really combat those lies, yeah, absolutely. particularly in the area of our own sin. Mm-hmm. And like our, our yeah. standing with God. Right. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know. I was thinking while I was drafting this up for us to talk about those times when we know we should go into confession to be freed of it, to be freed of the constant, you know. And when you say go into confession, I just want to be clear in case anyone is hearing this, that it doesn't, you're not saying like you have to go to to a a priest, yeah, yeah, a specific entity. I mean, obviously confessing to your brothers and sisters in Christ, like that, you know, that's important. But I just want to make sure nobody's thinking you have to go like, like there's just a person. There's a lot of theology just right there in itself. Uh, Yeah. the, the, The constant act of a Christian is to, you know, be sanctified, being turned more and more into Christ. So it's this revelation that this area is weak. We bring it before the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, we trip and stumble it in times, but in those times where it causes an offense against God, 
Maybe it's just a confession to him. Like, man, God, I know this area of my life is really at struggle. I apologize. Like, I'm going to repent, you know, make actions to get away from it. Then there are times where our sins offend others or they hurt and damage others in relationships. And then at that point, it becomes how many arrows do we want to keep giving the enemy? Because until we go into that place of confession and then repentance, actively walking away from that sin, we will continue to be kind of like conjoined mm -hmm. with Satan and his lies mm -hmm. that are saying that we aren't worthy of God's grace and mercy, yeah. but the truths that we still aren't free yeah. from it. Well, yeah, and, the, and the, the swiftest way for him to take you down is to like accuse you. He's the accuser. Yeah, and make you believe like that yeah. you're standing with God is in mm -hmm. question or, yeah, he's such a turd. <laughs> he really is. He really is. Any any other talking points on the, the breastplate of righteousness or any testimonies of struggles that you've went through that you just really realize like, wow, I've, I've allowed this area of my heart to not be guarded well mm -hmm. by a breastplate of righteousness. And I've seen where the enemy is just kind of wreaked havoc in my life or temporarily or any fun nuggets there like obviously we're all prone to sin but i think the thing that would actually stand out to me more would be like just allowing like the world or other people their words like the enemy using them and their words to like penetrate my heart in a way that's not good and i think I think because I'm like naturally a little feisty, a little snappy. Um, These things aren't true about you. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> sure. Um, that's just kind of like a natural propensity that I have to just be a little bit feisty. Like I think it works really well for me in some arenas and really not in other arenas. Uh, but I think that I many times because of because I am kind of like tough in nature – on the exterior that it can be mistaken mm -hmm. that I'm not actually like I actually am really sensitive and there's been a lot of times in my life where people have um you know just spoken to or over me uh things that conflict with what God says about me and I think that you know if you're not careful to like really like know you're standing with God know what he says about you and to like speak against some of those things that they can really negative impact negatively impact how you see yourself or how you see how God sees you yeah um and so yeah i would say like not that i'm not prone to sin hello mm -hmm. like we are all of us um but i would say for me yeah it's more of like not protecting my heart by combating the lies of the world right. or specific people mm -hmm. with what what God says. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, the enemy has access to all things of this world. So yeah, it it when we talk about the enemy, you know, sometimes like I said, we create a figure. But that enemy could be a relationship. That enemy could be a workplace. The enemy could be the news mm -hmm. sometimes. And in this particular piece of armor, we're talking about a breastplate of righteousness. And what that is is it's our way to defend the arrows and saying no before my god who is most important like i am right i am righteous yeah. and this is who he says because of his promise mm -hmm. not because of my actions because of his promise after that our righteousness is only as good as our ability to surrender mm -hmm. in obedience yeah for sure. right surrendering in obedience well fun this next one i think we'll have a few more talking points well we have quite a few on that one I don't, want to yeah, make that, right? yeah. I don't want to make that sound like a negative thing, but yeah. the gospel of peace. Mm -hmm. Again, like I said, these things have these fun titles that sound, yeah, mm -hmm. describe to me the gospel of peace. But the gospel, simply meaning the good news, 
we know that the good news, the real good news of this life is Jesus Christ himself of peace, right? Peace is like, if you were to ask me of all of the fruits or let's call them treasures of God, peace to me just seems to be the one that I, I would pay unlimited amounts for, to live in peace. Because when you think about true peace, that means any situation, you know, whether it be you're in a war-torn zone, whether it be, you know, bad news that you'd receive, the ability uh, to walk through that in peace, it just, it just sounds beautiful to me. And it feels beautiful. When yeah, it does. In- yeah, peaceful situations. Where and I, how would you even describe peace? Like that's one of those, you know, having Dorian in the house. Dorian, one of our older sons. You know, we talk a lot about physical, tangible things. You know, he loves debating, loves, you know, like wrestling with the the atheistic mind where they're trying to study tangible things. But God has given us so many of these intangibles that are also very real to us. Like mm-hmm. peace is a real thing. You know, love is a real thing. Joy is a real thing, but how do you describe them? Like, how would you describe peace? Yeah. I don't, I don't, gosh, it's so hard. I think, you know, over the years, a lot of people have asked us or me, whatever, like, how do you know, like, that this mm. is what you're supposed to do? Um, particularly because obviously, like, we've, you know, tried to live a life purposefully and on mission. And uh, we've made some pretty drastic moves in light yeah. of that. And, and I think for me, it's um, it's like knowing, like, this is the direction I'm supposed to take. You're terrified, potentially, um, which we're not supposed to be. But, you know, reality is sometimes that we're scared about something uh, or we're overwhelmed yeah. by something. And yet you just feel this. It's okay. Like that yeah. doesn't mean it's going to be okay. It doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It doesn't mean that there's not going to be significant trial, but you just have this kind of yeah. calm assurance. Uh, I guess that's the best way that I could describe a cal- it. A calm you know? assurance. And then if someone were to ask the follow-up question, like, where does that come from? Like, so there you are in the midst of whatever you can describe or envision as a a worrisome, troublesome moment, yet mm-hmm. you become surrounded in peace. Like, where does that come from? What, wh- where does your mind start thinking or what things are you hoping for that are able to go above the circumstances? I mean, in my life, it just comes from Jesus. Like, just knowing like that, come what may, like that he's there, that he's not going to leave. He's yeah. not going to forsake you. And I think just knowing that, I think you also just have to know truth, right? Because the reality, at least for me, is that my mind is constantly bombarded with worry and fear and anxieties. And so I think just knowing things to combat that, you know, like when you're at night laying down and you're scared of, you know, where you are and things that could happen and you have a scripture that you can can combat with that and you can say, you know, like for me, every single night that – we are living in Haiti or anytime I've been anywhere where I've just felt really uncomfortable. I've just said Psalm 4, 8 over and over and over again, like as I'm falling asleep and it's just, you know, um, I'll lie down in peace. I'll lie down and sleep in peace for you alone, oh Lord, make me dwell in safety. And just that doesn't, does that mean that we're always going to be safe? Not your well, version of safe, not, right? Right. Not necessarily. 
but we know that come what may he's he's yeah. there that he's present well, that yeah. he'll work all things out for good and for his glory god does that always yeah. look like we hope it will no uh that's just reality and it's you know just trusting that that he's who he says he is yeah. and that um you know like that he's just constant and mm -hmm. he's going to be there i think that that for me, it provides me a lot of peace. And I think we've been through so many different things that I just can't really explain it. Like, I don't know yeah. how to explain it other than just like his presence, even if, it, you know, and I think sometimes like because the church will glorify at times or the body, whatever, will kind of glorify at times like more supernatural um, yeah, kind of seeing God supernaturally. Yeah, sometimes that, just very normal but yeah normal the, because it's a real situation yeah but because the 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 our natural propensity is to want to see things so big mm -hmm. um and that's just like not the way that it always is babe you touched on like all of the greatest points of what peace is because peace is different for all different people but where you said it comes from like where does it come from and really all the things that you described are words, which everybody can analyze your words, but that's where peace comes from is when you actually put those words to the test. Yeah, it makes me, like when you were saying that, like what I just like instantly heard is like, blessed assurance, yeah. Jesus is mine. Like that, but, just that old yeah. song of just like the assurance, like I have Jesus and he has me and like that's all you really need to know. Yeah. Again, we have to bring this always back to the, 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 the task of this enemy of our soul. And it's to rob you of peace. The opposite of peace is chaos, war, mayhem, worry. You know, it's all of these things. And what God is saying in this, what Paul is saying in this moment is the good news of peace. Jesus came to bring peace to our souls because in spite of our circumstances, what we have in him is greater than any situation. Now, every situation, I, it, what a person never wants to do, and I think the church sometimes can fail each other at this, is trying to force peace mm -hmm. in hard situations. Right. Like yeah. a child that receives a horrible diagnosis or, or whatever. Like, or like you lose a baby. You know, right. we have these like things that you probably yeah. really shouldn't say, but we do. Yeah. These like pleasantries and... Peace is not the opposite of mourning or grieving. Mm -hmm. It's that when that kind of clears, bitterness doesn't reside in the heart because it knows that beyond beyond that is something bigger. It's, it's an eternal perspective. I mean, yeah. w when you were talking about that, I, I was thinking about a couple little nuggets, and it was just like it's an assurance. Peace is, is an assurance in things that are hoped for. So much of our faith, so much of what we talk about, I already said the answer, is rooted in faith. Mm -hmm. So peace being something that you can experience in the midst of what should be chaotic can only be attributed to somebody that's able to get outside of that moment and know that there's something bigger, knowing that there's something on the other side of it. And the truth be told, our peace comes from the good news that Jesus Christ has come to set us free and prepare a place for us in eternity where there will be no more of that mm -hmm. turmoil and chaos. Mm -hmm. So, well, babe, we're we're wrapping up 
these two pieces of armor. People will come back next week to hear two more pieces of armor as we talk about the shield of faith and the helmet of salvation. Babe, it's always a joy to talk about these things with you. I just want to remind everybody as they're jumping into this series, wherever they're at, uh, we're talking about what's our theme, babe? This means war. This means war. And we've covered uh, the fact that we have an enemy out there, but even greater than that enemy, we have armor. And we're talking about how to put that on, what that looks like, and different testimonies that we've walked through uh, to bear witness to them. 